This is not what podcasting is about. And the Lord said unto thee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so welcome back to the Music World Podcast. I am Mason. I'm joined by uh, Tanner Carlton, Chris Derenberger, a.k.a. Donk. We didn't actually talk about that last time. We called him Donk the whole time, and nobody said anything. The fact, people have no idea why would we call him that. And I think people were like, why are they calling him Maybe this is a good time to let Donk talk about why why people call him Is that... Give me a second to set this up, and you tell us why people call you that. Um, I would tell you if I knew. (laughs) Yes. That's a lie. You definitely told me some sort of origin story. There is a weird origin story with Shrek, um, but I don't really know what it was. So for some reason, somebody just started calling me Donk, and it stuck. I don't don't look like a donkey. I don't sound like a He doesn't look like a donkey. If you, if, you can't, if you can't tell on the cameras. It's just his aura. It's a very donkey aura. Very donkey. It's a very donkey aura. He's a real aura. person. He's not an animal. <laughs> well, he, and he might be a mammal, depending on what you worship. But um, So he's, he's definitely a mammal. He's definitely a mammal. But, but, you know, some people, you know, they don't think uh, certain things. Um, so, as always, this is, this is uh, Algeria, episode three. Last week was Albania. The week before that was Afghanistan. We're going right down the list, right? Uh, sitting here again, Tanner, Chris Derenberger, a- a.k.a. Donk, and my main man, Jacob. He brought the lights. He brought the lights. He brought the chairs. He brought the chairs. And an ox cord. Don't forget that. He and brought the ox cord. Yep, the only reason we can even listen to this right now. Um, Are you so, going to talk during their national anthem? I'm going to. I mean, what, what's the formula? All right. Let's look back at the We're equation. still figuring it out, folks, but if this offends anyone, <laughs> call you know in. What? Leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, you know, give me a call. The email is at the end of the video, so send us an email. Um, so, again, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Algeria's music history. Uh, I'll be as brief as I can, and we'll get right into it. Great. There it is. I was like... It's not playing. Um, so, <clears throat> took this straight from Algeria.com slash music. So, this damn well better be right. Um, when foreigners think of Algerian music, the first genre that springs to mind is a genre called Rai. R-A-I. Um, I found this everywhere. Everywhere I looked, I saw this word. Um, I hope I'm saying it right. Um but rhyme music of Algeria has been met with great enthusiasm uh, in France and other European countries. Uh, Algeria's music history was largely based on styles from Andalusia uh, that were given a more African feel. Now, Algeria is technically in Africa, which I don't know why I assumed it was in the Middle East, but it's not. It's in, uh, it's in Africa. It's the top of Africa. So it's technically an African country. Um, so Rai can be literally translated to as uh, advice, an opinion, a thought. And th- what, what I read a lot about was that it was a way to voice a political opinion. If, l- let's assume you were, you were an activist or somebody who was in opposition of the government or something that you know, obviously was being said. You, you can use this form of genre to get that message across. People argue that the genre developed many years before uh, the Great Depression uh, because it spread to so many countries. Um, and some people argue that it began uh, right in the start of the 20th, 20th century uh, as Bedouin shepherd folk music. 
again, go to algeria.com slash music if you want to find out more, but we're going to jump right in. So, so specific. It, I mean, if you, if you want to do it, you do it. Uh, so I'm going to head over to this library, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the first song, if that's all right. Um, now, Tanner and I had this same artist, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did. We did. Who is um, it? This is, a, this is a guy named uh, Sheb Azadeen. Now, wh- which song did you have? It w- I'm assuming it was the same one. Excuse me. It it actually it actually was not that song, and I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to he- see that you you picked that song because I'm pretty sure that song was was outlawed for a, a certain amount of time. Really, based on what I read, and, and it's interesting because the the rye the the rye uh, I'm not saying that correctly, but the that um, description uh, really fits. Maybe, namely, the reason why that was sort of sort of outlawed in so, the country is is direct political like opinion and, and thought. So what I noticed was so there's another gentleman that they spoke of who was whose name uh they referred to as is just Khaled or Khaled. However, I, I'm not actually sure the correct way to pronounce that, but he also went by uh Sheb Khaled. So I'm curious what this word means, because it's it's attached to other artists. It could it be like a like um like a Mr. or Mrs. type word? Could it be like a DJ type word? You know, what could that be? Why is it that they're using this word? Dude, let's look it up real quick. I, I, it's a C-H-E-B. C-H-E-B. Yeah, I was wondering that too. We should play the song though. But while we're so looking, while you're looking that up, I'm going to play this song. The song is called Shuf Elogra Shuf. Um, really, really interested with the song. The album art is, is so great. This guy has the best mustache in the world. Um, so let's go ahead and take a listen. So that was Sheb Azadeen, Shufelo Grashuf. That that intro was really emotional to yeah, me. Yeah. But I mean, I'm curious what you guys think. My f- my first thought off the back was um, was like it sounded like Caribbean and it definitely sounded like super passionate. And you said rhyme music is um, you know very political basis so the song was banned which is crazy mm-hmm. and you can see you can tell in his voice that he's like you know i'm telling you some stuff listen to me yeah yeah what do you think about that jacob what'd you get from that 
Um, I like how he used auto tune, but like it also felt very organic. Um, so it was like it was very progressive and, and edgy. Um, like it's something that that I would listen to on on my own time um, because it's just trendy. But it's also like it has a lot of roots from um, from their country. I don't know. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I th- I, th- I I agree. I think it was kind of trendy, but also the. Uh, the like intro of that was like that blew my mind because that song because it was banned because it was a direct like apparently di- the the wiki said it was like a direct reflection on um the politicians at the time just doing what politicians do and not you know sort of you know following their i guess their own rhetoric in a lot of ways um and uh yeah it's inter- it's it was interesting cuz cuz even the synths i think which felt of the time like very like very like timepiece synths the 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 melodies that, that they were playing on there were like very um african and and kind of middle eastern sounding obviously yeah. there's a lot of travel yeah, around like the, that like no, that north african like egyptian feel like, yeah they, i think they use the same scales and stuff I think yeah there's like a certain so scale cool. that they use that yeah. was really so cool i thought i thought the the touch of autotune like you said was like really tasteful mm-hmm. which is not which is not something you see often. And this was, I mean, I'm going to assume this is, if not 90s, maybe early 2000s, based on um, the image that I'm seeing. Now, it was uploaded on in 2009, so it could be from then as well. But, I mean, you've got to realize, this is in a time, even if it's in 2009, like right, right after or during the time of T-Pain in America... Which Autotune was hugely popular. Was it so, at the same time? T Pain was like 06 to 09, give or take. If and if I'm wrong, you know, let us know. But I remember listening to the album called I want to say it was called Ringleader or Ring. It was I had something to do with the circus, and that was right around the time of 2008. So, um, if this is around that time, that's amazing that they're using this technology to. Mm-hmm. To produce their music, so I just thought notably in a way different way that T Pain was was using it, but it's clearly there. You know what I mean? Um, I think I didn't expect it to the first time I heard it to go into that rhythm part. I assumed it would it would stick to that intro format for the entirety of the song, and it would be a statement piece. Um, but I think a really really interesting interesting piece and that's why i chose it one thing i found while looking up these artists is um the few that i looked up the background and their influence and stuff most of them are very influenced by um, american music and um just like the modern you know whatever's modern in america they're listening to and trying to influence it i can't remember the guy's name i can probably find it real quick but um he got his start he started a club and started djing and he was playing um I think Chobby is a type of music. Chobby, that's right. Um, and he was taking like these like Chobby tunes and he was DJing them and mixing in like Led Zeppelin songs. Really? I couldn't find a recording. I found him do a cover of uh, uh, Rockin' the Casbah, which was interesting. That's but, pretty um, cool. Yeah. It's funny that you bring up that, um, that name because I found a document. HistoryToday.com did a blog post about the taste of Algerian music. And they named, they named four genres. One of them was a genre called Andalus. The second was Chabi. The third was Rye. And the fourth, or sorry, five, Berber. And then Fusion slash Rap. So 
Whatever Chabi is, is um, apparent. So I'll read it. It says it's derived from Andalus, which is the first one, orig- originating in Algiers. Uh, Chabi contains highly poetic lyrics, um, very much the music of the people. Uh, continues to evoke memories of the homeland for the Algerian diaspora and is performed everywhere from Parisian culture centers to local London cafes. Um, looks set to be popularized by the widely anticipated docu- documentary film El Gusto. So if, you, if you'd like, I would go to historytoday.com and check out this article. It has a lot of good stuff and, and links for, for every, every piece of music. Um, look, I mean, sadly, I wasn't able to click on every one, but I, I, a really great document. And it, uh, great that you brought that up because it's an important part. Um, so we, so uh, the next one I'm going to throw over to Tanner. He's got it queued up. Um, go ahead and intro it to us. Tell us, tell us what's going on. Cool. So, uh, yeah, this is actually, interestingly enough, one that I found on a uh, Algerian uh, Spotify playlist. Um, you know, I was just going through some stuff when I was I was actually riding my longboard today. Had a had a me day. Had a personal day. Um, Listen to some Algerian music that I'd never heard before. Um, this guy's name is Sheb Adjel, and I, I know I'm not saying that correctly, but uh, it's C H E B A D J E L. So I got the definition for Chad. Oh, you, oh, you did. Okay, it let's hear is. It. Oh, it's, nice. uh, let me. I have it up here. Um, um, it's just a title for uh, Ryan musicians or Ray musicians. Nice. So does it have a a, a literal tran- translation? That's the translation. It's just rhyme musician, musician of like, it's like, it's like a surname for a, a rhyme musician. Nice. Or whatever. Okay, yeah. so it's like to, to me, it seems like if DJ is to electronic music, Cheb is to rye. I think yeah. Okay, I'm taking it. Makes sense. So uh, I do want to say this really quick. I couldn't find much on this artist at all, and that's why I ended up also looking up uh, Cheb uh, and and does and is Azadine. Cheb Azadine. I ended up looking him up a little bit more, but this guy did have a, a very brief couple of like wiki pages and whatnot, and he has some music videos. And I would love to maybe attach links to the bottom because absolutely they looked they looked like some fun party music videos. I don't look know. look out for the links in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. This is Saluna S I L O U N A by Cheb Agel.
So that was uh, Cheb. Agel. Agel. And the song was? The song was Saluna. Saluna. I think I'm saying that correctly. If you don't mind me starting on this one really quick. Um, when I was listening to that one, the first thing I heard was the vocals, obviously, and the vocal quality I thought was really cool. It, it almost seemed a little bit distorted, which I, I loved, and that kind of threw me to... It's almost like a reggae sound a little bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously the auto-tune was, was in there. Yeah, um, I mean, the and, the auto-tune is, is so it. prevalent. And then, and, then la- and then lastly, about just the sonic quality, purely like the music in that, the, the drum, the, the percussion section in that it kills. It's clearly not automated, like from a computer or a or a, 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 a beat machine or anything, and, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. a very like dance hall feel. I felt like yeah, um, very upbeat and makes me want to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I dig this rhyme music. It's definitely makes you want to get. It. I, I think all of us were just like yeah. yeah I mean, like, it, it makes you really, want to dance. It was a nice rhythm. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think. Um, one thing that I noticed about a minute or so in is the um, the hand percussion is really loud in the mix, like right in the forefront. Yeah. Uh, like uh, at, at some points louder than the actual vocals. Um, if you really listen to them, you can hear them right at the front. Um, I, but I mean, re- I think it's a really cool record. I'm starting to see the parallels, the, and, I, and I'm seeing what... Uh, Donk said in the in the beginning about the kind of North African Egyptian sounding um, chord progressions, chord patterns. Um, but yeah, I think really interesting song. Partially, partially MIDI. Yeah, there definitely was. Uh, keyboards. I, I, but that's why I like the percu- the percussion in it is because it it was it was human. It was very human, and it, it was like that was a good mix. That was a good mix of of things. And I thought it was uh, it was paced really really nicely like yeah and it gave you some it gave you a chance to really um because i i i i think that this music is usually pretty you know high paced and there's a lot of you know hand percussion and things going on and so i thought this was really nice because it it allowed you to really embrace it um at at a slower tempo so um we're gonna pass it over to Donk now. Yeah, let me yeah, let's, uh, let's do this. Let me pull not. this up so I can read the name. So at, least try, at least try to read it correctly. I'm yeah, sweating. Yeah, so um, this this artist is uh, is a little bit more sultry. It's about to get sexy. Nice. Um, and I, I picked her because uh, she is an incredible guitarist. First off, I was like, wow, she is crushing it. Um, and then I kind of looked into her past, and and she's heavily influenced by um, American rock uh, music. And the first band she was in um, was a politically charged hard rock band. Um, and she actually had to cut her hair and leave the country because she was getting death threats oh from gosh. people. And again, this goes back, like, uh, when we talked about Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, it's another country that had a lot of political turmoil. Yep. And these people are... I think we can all relate to that. If you haven't seen the first episode, go ahead and watch it, yeah. and you'll understand what we're talking political about. Political turmoil. Afghanistan. It seems to be a uh, a common theme. It's like it's almost like these people are speaking for the country, and they and they want to, for lack of a better term, silence them. Right, and the fact that it's another situation where she was literally playing with her life on the line, and she's which still is out incredible there music, which is incredible. So it's, it's amazing. So, name of the artist, name of the song. Oh, okay, name of the artist is um, Suad Masi, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and the song is. Uh, 
Gurinta. That was Suad Masi. Suad Masi. I mean, uh, so very Spanish to me. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I we heard a little bit of this type of stuff as well in Afghanistan with um, Nusha Farin, which was that funk we did, group. Yeah, we absolutely did. Ve- I mean, that guitar was just screaming Spanish to me. It's beautiful. Yeah, she was crushing. She was shredding the guitar. Yeah, that intro was crazy. I mean, really, extremely captivating. Eve, accompanying what you said about her, and the fact that she's free, fleeing. Sorry, fleeing. Fleeing. I mean, that was. I mean, that's an awesome song. Yeah. Yeah, I think she. I I think she ended up like coming back, but um, she went to France and then came back, and I think started doing solo stuff away from the band. But yeah, so I. I heard and I was like, man, this, her voice is sultry, her guitar is killing it. My first thought was, I was like, this is sexy. But then knowing her history, I'm like, that was actually probably really heartfelt. And like, I don't it know. Can, I wish it I can be, mis- it, I think it can be, um, it can be looked at in two separate ways, yeah, right? Yeah, there so are it can two evoked by music. Which is why we should probably have lyrics on hand. But probably it's, hard, it's sometimes hard to find those things. Respect to the viewer. They don't have lyrics. You know, depending on how you look at it, it can be very romantic or it can be um, liberating. You know what I mean? Because we have no idea, you know, what types of things she was going through at this point in time. So I'm curious what you have to say about it, Jacob. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting how she started off, like, with that with that guitar um, intro that was very complex. And then, like, the rest of the song was, like, the guitar part was, was very simple. Yeah. Um, it also struck me, like just how um, patient of a musician she is like every line that she delivered vocally like she just was so like self-assured and just um, it's like I don't know I was very impressed by that it's true yeah um, I liked it a lot and yeah the, there was a lot of like Latin or Spanish influence that I noticed too um, I, w- I want to add one thing and this is something again that I read in the wiki for Aladdin. Al-Azadine. 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 I'm sorry, I need his name in front of me because that's the one, you know, document that I read up really on yeah. on um, this music. There is a, a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of movement to France in particular from, um, from this country. And 
apparently she did her work in France too, maybe even recorded it here. A lot of his uh, more political music um, apparently was in direct response to movement away from the country to France, which I think is interesting because again, I mean, a lot, a lot, you know, a lot of this music that we've even spoken about in just this sitting has been super political. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's inspiring. It is inspiring. Um, and I the, think that's great. The whole um, French connection, and I'm pretty sure um, that France actually occupied Algeria for a long time. I did not know that. Which is part of the reason that really? they're... That is it, worth noting. Yeah. So I don't know the whole history, but I'm pretty sure France... A lot of movement. Yeah. Right and on. there's still a huge population in France from Algeria. Um, but the original reason is because a lot of French people lived in Algeria after they took it over. So, So something I read... Just adding to that, so rye music spread to France immediately. So what I'm thinking is that there was either still a lot of French influence when this was going on, and that could have been part of the reason that they were using that to organize, or um, there was just so much communication back and forth from Algeria and France um, that it just spread like wildfire because th- th- now they made it very clear that it was Algeria, France, and then the rest of Europe. So that's that's really interesting that you say that because they made that very clear. So um, the next artist I have is um, two two guys. Um, one of them is a producer. Uh, Rashid and Feti Baba Ahmed. Now, the song, the, this is interesting. The song was um, on at uh, a, f- a so- football or soccer World Cup for the qualification of Mexico. I believe it was Mexico versus Algeria. Um, nice. And um, this song is a little different. And, and you, you wonder, you know, why, why did they dedicate so much energy to one song about the song's title is Mexico? about one country that they were um, playing against it's probably for the, one game. The, the World Cup was in Mexico, though. You know, it was probably... Maybe it was. I, I'm, I'm assuming this was around... 1970s, 70s. yeah. 70s? 1970. I, I think it was the 70 World Cup so it was, was Mexico so City. So it was in Mexico. The final was in Me- Mexico City. Okay. So, again, the song is called uh, Mexico. It's by Rashid and Feti Baba Ahmed.
So again, this was Rashid and Feti Baba Ahmed. The song is called Mexico. I've got a ton of things to say about it, but I'm going to let you guys start. Interesting intro. So very Latin. Yeah, the intro was bizarre. Yeah. So very Latin, though. It's cool, though, because I think the rhythm section was, uh, you know, it was more Algerian, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily Latin, but I think, um, some, you know, parts of the rhythm section were, there were definitely influences. Definitely, uh, the horn sound was definitely a keyboard, right? That was definitely like yeah, yes, I it don't had know. to be. It was that was also very Latin. That's that's kind of what I'm getting. But it was, too. but that was very like. Uh, Did it feel goofy? It felt bit? very artificial. To yeah, me. but yeah, it, it was, was a, cool. It was a cool line. Song, yeah. It was westernized Algerian music. It was like we got to write something for the World Cup. Yeah, and we want to appeal to all. Um, and they were doing all of these little intricacies, like the the um, the the uh, what was it called? The whistle sound in the beginning. They were doing almost these it's eight for the bit referee. sounds. The um, whistle of the referee. Um, and th- but there was a lot of these um, almost racist Mexican uh, undertones of them like of that? them um, impersonating. Mexicans on the record. Mexican culture, yeah, that is, it now, is odd. This, this is, is a different odd. time. They had, I have, to, I don't think they had any reason to do that with any malice, without any malintent. But it's worth noting that there was, like, screeching men, like in a Mexican tone, in the background. If you heard that, I'm pretty sure there was also like some Spanish in it. Is there? Yeah, there, there is. Fantastico. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I right would love to hear that. There's like actually some accordance with with maybe a Mexican musician because a lot of times those type of events do bring together musicians from different different now, countries and cultures it's like worth, to do collabs it's worth noting that the this is not the first time that the world cup or the olympics has has had an artist oh, there's so many. Um, make a song uh, just for this, these types of events um, the other one that i can think of off the top of my head is uh, chuck mangione's um, I think it's called Go All the Way or something along those lines, where the Olympics, I'm not sure if they were held in the U.S. Com- I believe they commissioned it. They, co- they The Olympic, I think, um, organization, wh- whether it was the actual international organization or the U.S., commissioned Chuck Mangione, the uh, French horn player, to write a song as kind of the fight song, if you will, for that year's... Or Is that, that the non-copyright version? Yeah. Now, now that's that's um that feels so good. Is that not Chuck Mangione? Did I just that is Chuck uh, Mangione? That's a different song. Never mind. That is not from that, the Olympics. No, that, the one that you're humming it or is the his most popular song. The other is obviously the second most popular. Boom, da, boom, da, boom, da. You did that breakdown that is, in it. That's the that's the whole song. I think Terrence is making up noise. I think there. he is. <laughs> There's a breakdown in that. Jacob, what, song. Do, what do you right. what do you have to say about this song? Um. It feels very, very dated and very like, just distasteful to me. It's like slightly, just like they, yeah. if they weren't trying to make music that was enjoyable, it was just like it felt to me like music for the masses. And, yeah. But I mean, there were elements to it that I could enjoy or, and appreciate. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it it did feel very westernized, like they were trying to Commercial reach a wide music. audience. Yeah. Um, but. You know, that's going to happen when you try and go for literally World Cup. The, at that time, one of the most popular sports, if not the most popular sport in the world. They're trying to, they're trying to capture everyone. They don't want to leave anyone out. But 
All right, so uh, let me try to pick a song. I'm just going to pick a random one, but he's an interesting guy. Um, yeah, chords right there if you want to plug it in. Oh, uh, cool. Um, his name is uh, Rakid Taha. And this is a guy I was talking about who he was born in Algeria, was obsessed with Chavi, um, grew up very poor. Um, his family moved to France, lived in an immigrant town, another French connection. And uh, what he did was he actually um, made some money, opened up a club that he DJed at. Nice. Um, started putting American like rock songs <laughs> over top of Chavi music. Nice. <laughs> and, like, yes. That is. Nice. That's really fucking right. Cool. And this is this is not that. I wish I had a. I wish I had a one. Wish I had one that was like um, yeah. an example of that. But this is just a song that he actually wrote. This Bud Light. Tanner, Tanner chimes in and goes. Nice, <laughs> dude. My is podcasting this, skills are not ready for the podcast, Mike. Tell us again one more time what that was. Rakid Taha. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce this on there, right. but just it in the there. artist in general is super cool. So, that, I mean, those recordings, they had to have been pretty, you know, from the present. Yeah, were really solid. Really, good, yeah. really solid recordings. Yeah. Donk's bringing the heat today. He's bringing the heat. That's two for two, Donk. I, I mean, you know. He, <laughs> I think I think that it's important to to point out with a lot of these countries, and there's there's this misconception, um, especially with like um, Afghanistan, Albania, and that you know they had like music restrictions growing up, mm-hmm. growing up when the, back in the day, <laughs> when the country was you know what I'm young saying, when they were growing up. <laughs> but um, and then uh, Algeria also, you know, has like some political turmoil. So I think there's this misconception that they're not out there making modern music, but they're listening to like. American music and they're taking their traditional sound and they're mixing it and they're doing really cool stuff. That was really cool. I love the muted horns. What a yeah. weird sound I did not expect to hear today. Yeah. In so Algerian music. I, I can't say for sure, but at least a portion, if not all of this, was in French. Oh, you might be right, man. He, now, I mean, did you, I mean, you hear the reprises every every time, uh, you know, uh, the instruments wow. stop. Yeah. And I you would hear really his French that. inflection. Did you hear that, Jacob? Yeah. Uh, I think, like, that that part of Africa, actually, like, French is almost like a, a common language between yeah. the countries. And so it would make sense for them to um, write their songs in French so that um, they can enjoy them, like... Beyond True. just their, yeah. their own country. It know. could... Yeah. It, I, and most likely... And, this is a product of 
so two at least th- sorry three people that Tanner and I know who we worked with three uh, or we worked for three Tunisians and they all they all knew Arabic they knew um, French they knew Spanish I mean these guys were almost polyglots like they like knew their languages um, incredible and dudes. they're shout Tunisia, out Primavera shout out Primavera Fredericksburg AKA, Virginia aka you know the best delivery and get that extra large pizza in all of Fredericksburg um but but seriously they they were from uh Tunisia which which is also a North African country and they could all speak I want to say three plus languages um and make awesome Italian food uh, and there's as a lot well of movement as English around as well the Mediterranean so four languages um so I think you're right I think it could be a product of one of two things they are trying to market to not only the European market but the African market by speaking French or um, maybe maybe that's just the language he knew I'm assuming he's bilingual but um, I mean you gotta think really about interesting. it like back before like the world wars I mean the countries were going in there and, and occupying and taking over these countries so like I mean you have a lot of a lot of different languages and people coming in and it's a very like multicultural area because they mm-hmm. have such a crazy history with um with everything yeah so. i think that's a great one to end on um it's really solid so two solid songs by donk i'm gonna go ahead and give him the i think donk wins this the, round the, yes. the the belt of uh take of out, you have to take off the proverbial belt i'm gonna take off the proverbial belt and hand it to you you gotta put it on like pretend like it did He's going to wrap he around Put it his on his head, everyone. Um, it's now so a headband. It's a proverbial headband. Again, this has been the Music World Podcast, Episode 3, Algeria. Um, I've been here with Tanner Carlton, Chris Derenberger, a.k.a. Donk, and my main man, Jacob. Now, next week, Episode 4. I, I don't know why I'm saying next week. It could be tomorrow. Next episode, Andorra. Andorra. Now, I know nothing about Andorra, but I can't wait to find we're out gonna listen, we're going to listen we're going to humbly listen to andoran music and try to explain it to our listeners our viewers our viewers we got a few and that's going to go up and and we're going to have well, a yeah where where is that's a solid question where is andora mace let's take a look real quick and then we'll close it it's probably a good thing to start andora. with andora andora is a tiny independent principality situated between France and Spain in the Pyrenees Mountains. Oh my gosh. So this population, 86,000. A country with 86,000 people. Um, I think we have colleges bigger than that. They spe- <laughs> we have colleges, you're right. basically. That's they us. speak Spanish, French, and Portuguese. This is a tiny country. This is exciting, though. That is a lot of different... Yeah. Uh, the official language is language Cat- Catalan. Influences. Catalan. Okay, so this is going to, I guess, be like near the Barcelona side of Spain in the, you know, the Catalan. I didn't even know there was a country between there. So this is That amazing. is incredible. Yeah, I was not guessing. Uh, you no. learn a new thing every day. Music World Podcast, Episode 3, finishing up here with Algeria. Thanks so much, guys, for being here. From Alex's room. From Alex's room. From Alex's room. room. In big, Virginia. big thanks to everyone uh, at this at Spring Shack uh, number is it forty? Forty two. Forty two. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, leave a comment. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe if you're on iTunes. We we are on iTunes now. So oh my 
my gosh. Um, SoundCloud as well. Money's coming in. The boys. money's going to come in. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and we can't lose ourselves to the money, guys. SoundCloud as well. If you'd like to send an email, give us any information about the upcoming week. Uh, it's musicworldpodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter is at musicworldpod. Thanks so much. We will see you next time.